Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Thursday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Center. We're in the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg this afternoon. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in around the state on the Super Talk Radio Network, online, wherever you may be. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, our good friends here right next to the mall in Hattiesburg and a great place for you to enjoy dinner with your family and a great place to cater your next event. Make sure the next time you have something special, you give Dickie's a chance to um, be a part of that. All right. uh, We've got a really special guest on the show today. I think he's with me. Coach, are you with me yet? Okay, we've got Lance Ankar with us today. Lance is the new strength and conditioning coach for the University of Southern Mississippi football program. I had the pleasure of meeting uh, this gentleman a couple of weeks ago at our community pool. I apologize again, Coach. I talked your ear off for about two hours that afternoon. Oh, no. Hey, to be honest with you, it was more of a pleasure for me because, you know, it was fun to kind of, you know, go back and forth and tell some stories and kind of hear about, you know, Southern Miss, you know, so... Hey, the pleasure was all mine. Well, same here. And, you know, I'm going to point this out now. You told me about, uh, you know, your history of, of strength coaching at Alabama and South Alabama and Ole Miss. But you didn't tell me these things. And I want to point this out to our uh, listening audience. <clears throat> Back in college, you were a four-year letterman uh, for North Alabama from 2002 to 2005. You won the Remington Trophy as the top Division II center in the nation in college football, you were a first-team All-American. You were a three-time All-Gulf South Conference selection. Your team was 33-16 and 16 during your tenure there. You were chosen as a member of the Gulf South Conference and, and the North Alabama All-Decade team for the 2000s. You played five seasons in arena football and you won two arena cups in your five seasons of football. You left all that out, Coach Ankar. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, to be honest with you, I was just, you know, so enamored hearing about everything that was going on around here. You know, you know, me and Coach Hall, we uh, did a lot of great things in college, and we're looking to bring the same thing back over here to Southern Miss, you know, because we know the history and tradition here. So, uh, you know, like Coach Hall says, you know, he's always been a winner, and, I feel the same way, you know. I, I, I winning is everything, and we hate to lose. So uh, we plan on bringing that same mentality and same uh, toughness that we played with, you know, over here, you know, to the rock. Well, it sounds good. And you were you were the center for Coach Hall when he was the quarterback at North Alabama, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, he wound up winning the Harlan Hill, and uh, you know that's probably the biggest reason why I won the Remington Award is because of the success that he had. And uh, when you're blocking for the Hall and Hill winner, you're going to get recognized. <laughs> Kelly Center, that's quite an achievement there, is it not? Yeah, and of course, you, you look at the success as they've they've come up through the ranks. Coach Ankar, this is uh, Kelly Sander. Uh, thanks for being on the program. I want to talk about the way that you approach your job, because obviously 
a defensive back, at least it would seem to me, you're not going to train weight training wise a defensive back the same way you would an offensive or defensive tackle. So how do you go about breaking things down to be position specific in college football? And you're exactly right. Uh, you know, the main thing is is you try to uh, have different groups. So we try to break our guys up into three groups, which are our bids, our mids, and our skill. And the running that they do, you know, is specifically based off of what they're going to be doing on the field. I, I don't want an offensive lineman really running 110s anymore. You know, kind of those days are over with. You want them to be uh, short, explosive bursts. You want them jokers to be, you know, big and strong. And, uh, you know, they're plowers. They're movers. They're moving things out of the way. Whereas those DBs, you know, they have to have hips. They have to be able to cover. They have to, uh, you know, be able to bend a little bit more. So, you know, you, you train them that way. And the way you go about it is, you know, you try to have different groups to where you can really be specific on those posi- uh, specific positions. And part of, part of the whole program, it would seem to me, and probably a bigger part than people even want to realize, is the diet. Because, again, you got, you got some guys that, are, that you probably have to have different nutritional uh, needs or whatever than other positions. Is that, is that accurate? Yes, sir. And that's something that Coach Halls, you know, put a huge emphasis on. Uh, that was, you know, from day one, he wanted to improve the nutrition uh, standpoint of our program. And, uh, you know, he's making steps, and we still are making steps towards, you know, making sure that everybody has what they need individually. Um, you know, there's no such thing as a basic program anymore. In order to get your guys to the, to reach their fullest potential, you have to, you know, pretty much have three phases of it, you know, and that goes with, you know, the strength program, the speed program, and then the nutrition standpoint. And, uh, yeah, we have guys that we got on fat burners, you know, the way they have to do extra cardio afterwards to try to, you know, get their bodies ready to go. And then there's guys where, hey, you know, we don't run them as much because we know that the extra running might, you know, take off pounds and uh, we're trying to get them to gain. So, you know, it's really being smart and individualizing everything for each, you know, individual player. And I would think, too, that, that you can be too strong. In, well, I – for lack of a better term, too strong, because there's a fine line between being s- strong and flexible. But, the, but, but the, f- the perfect combination would be exactly where they need to be with strength and flexibility. Can you fill in some blanks there? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the main thing is, is when you're doing movements, you want to get that full range of motion. Uh, I think a lot of times when you're going heavy, uh, when you're doing certain movements, a lot of guys, they don't get the full amount of depth. They don't uh, hit that full range of motion. So that's one big part of it. And then uh, we always encourage our guys to always get extra. You know, So if there's a time where they can come in uh, to get a little extra flexibility, to get um, you know, some type of range of motion work in, uh, we always encourage it. And before every workout, we usually spend time on those hips you know, that's one of the main things. So going over and under those hurdles to try to get their body loosened up. But, you know, it's all about bending leverage in football, just like you guys know. You know, usually the low man wins. So we want to make sure that our guys are getting um, what they need from a flexibility standpoint to where they can be successful. And the reason I was asking all that, Bob, is, is you hear lots of coaches talk across the country when they have a year where players, not a lot of players are getting hurt. The head coaches will always say, well, we made a change in our strength and conditioning right. program. And it's so important as far as trying to prevent injuries by making sure that you have the right program. 
Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, to me, I tell our recruits that come up in here all the time, it's uh, my main job is to keep them on the field. You know, so all of the strength and conditioning stuff is fine, but, you know, you're not helping us out. You're not helping the team out if you're not on the field. So uh, the injury prevention, and I really, you know, it's kind of hard to prevent injuries. You know, I call it injury reduction. You know, you can only try to reduce them because it's a gladiator sport. So injuries are going to happen. Yeah, Coach, you, uh, you've uh, worked at Alabama, South Alabama, Ole Miss, and we're going to talk more about that in the next segment. But in our conversation the other day, you said something that really struck me, and I asked you what was the difference in the kids you're working with now as opposed, say, to the kids you worked with at Ole Miss. And, and the word that you used were the kids here at Southern Miss were humble and hungry. Can you tell me what you meant by that? Yeah, um, so – Coach, you know, Hall always, you know, he has perfect analogies, you know, and I think with what the guys went through last year with uh, having so many different head coaches and uh, just so much uncertainty, it's almost like, you know, that dog that, you know, you, you somebody abused and beat, you know, and now all of a sudden they got a great owner. They have somebody that loves them and takes care of them, so they're willing to die and do whatever is asked for them. And that, I think that's the perfect analogy. You know, these guys have been through so much and to have that stability from this program and from this staff and uh, have people that just love them, that care for them, uh, I think they're willing to go through a, a wall for them. And I couldn't say, you know, more, you know, about this whole group that we've been around, man. They're awesome. Uh, every single day they come to work. Uh, and, you know, it's a, just an awesome group to be around. And you told me, too, that afternoon that these kids want to win for the fan base. They want to get back to the tradition of Southern Miss football, which you said they were very much aware of. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to around here. Uh, you know, Hattiesburg is, is a, it's a special place, you know, just from driving around and being on this campus. You know, how many other places have two Hall of Famers and uh, just the tradition that it has. So uh, a lot of these guys, you can't walk around these hallways without seeing, you know, nasty bunch or uh, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Like, you know, that stuff matters because – Back, you know, and me and you were talking the other day when, you know, when we used to go to Nebraska or go to Hattonville or wherever, you know, like we expected to win. That was our mentality. So right. uh, Coach Hall is really bringing that back that, you know, we're not scared of anybody and we have the tradition to back it up, the fan base to back it up. And, you know, we're going to keep on getting the players and uh, the mindset and the attitude to back it up. All right, Coach, hang on. we got a short three-minute break. We want to continue our conversation with you. Is that good? Oh, that's perfect. All right. We've got Lance Ancar on the phone with us. He's the new strength and conditioning coach for Southern Miss football, and uh, we are excited to have him. Hang on. We'll be right back. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net is a great place to buy Southern Miss apparel and football stuff is arriving every day. Be sure you check them out on Hardy Street. They're open Monday through Saturday. You can also shop them online at CampusBookmart.net. 
and we thank them for their support of Southern Miss Athletics and, of course, the Eagle Hour. We've got uh, Lance Ankar, who's a new strength and conditioning coach on the show with us today. Glad to have him on. And, uh, Coach, uh, my, my partner here told, told you during the break that he recognized your New Orleans accent. And in, in getting to know you the other day, you were telling me about growing up at the mouth of the Mississippi River and, and your love for seafood. And one thing I'll pass along to our listening audience is, I asked you about the best restaurants you had eaten seafood at in New Orleans, and you said that was easy, the seafood your mama cooked. Hey, no doubt about it. I, you know, and it's always fresh, too, so you can't go wrong with mama's cooking. <laughs> no question about that. All right, Coach, you were at South Alabama as the strength and the conditioning coach there, and I, that's the first game of the year. That's the first game, and you're going to be going back there to play. So will that game uh, – Will that game have a little special meaning to you? And, and when, you've, when you've coached at a place like that and then you go back with, with a new group of guys into your old facility, what do you think that'll be like? It'll, it'll definitely be tough, but exciting at the same time because uh, it was definitely tough to leave uh, South Alabama because, uh, A, the guys, you know, once you and are in this profession, you build relationships with these guys because you're with them all the time. So, uh, that's a, that was one of the toughest reasons. And then the next reason was we had just built the brand-new stadium. And I always wanted to play inside the stadium. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be uh, exciting, you know. But uh, those guys, I still, you know, have a place in my heart for them. And uh, they were a great group of guys. You know, it just was one of those things where it was time for me to go, you know, for my career. But, uh, you know, it, obviously I can always say, hey, it's the next game. And, this one is the next game. So, yeah, I'm going to be super pumped up to go down there and, uh, you know, play those boys. And prior to that uh, tenure, you were at the University of Alabama under Nick Saban. when you were the – you worked with the football players, but also I think you told me you worked with the baseball team. You were the, the strength coach for the baseball team and, and worked with some of the uh, other kids at Alabama too. But let's go back to football for just a moment. How loving and caring and uh, fatherly was Nick Saban? <laughs> Oh, well, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, the main thing is, he, you know who's the boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess if that's like any father and, and you know, uh, that has a household, hey, you know who the boss is. But, uh, you know, my time there was invaluable. Uh, you know, just to see the process as, you know, everybody says over there, the way that they go about it. Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a special time for me, uh, especially – being younger in the profession, but uh, learning from, you know, Coach Cochran and Coach Saban and uh, a lot of those other coaches out there, golly, you know, that that was a precious moment in my life. And, uh, you know, just to kind of go back a little bit, I had written, golly, I don't know how many resumes. You know, you sending out to schools and you're putting the wrong school down because it's 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning and you're forgetting to change your cover letter. And, you know, out of all the schools that wrote me back, Alabama was it. And, you know, to be at, you know, the best school in the country that giving you a shot, you know, I think it's only God, you know, that, that mm-hmm. made that all happen. Well, well C- Coach Ankar might be describing Nick Saban as a father, but I know people at Auburn call him a mother. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I wouldn't doubt it at all. <laughs> what, what does he do? What, what do they do at Alabama, Coach Ankar, that's different than what everybody else does? Because the truth is, whether you love him or hate him, no one – no one can match what they've accomplished on the field. I think it, you know, the consistency of it comes from him, obviously, because he's going to be the same guy every day. 
you know, so you can kind of, you know, feed off of him because every single day he wants your best. And, you know, if your best is 75%, you know, you're playing with a butt. Well, he wants that. So every single day you have to bring it. And I think the next thing is, is just the competitive side of it. You know, you may be a five-star. Well, they're bringing in another five-star. Mm-hmm. So there is no, uh, oh, I'm going to take the day off because the guy behind you is hungry as can be and is nipping at your heels. So there's never, it's almost like a pro-type mentality. If you don't bring it that day, you're going to lose your job. Coach Ankar, when you got to Southern Miss in a general checklist, was generally speaking, where was where was the Eagle team deficient or where were they particularly good in their strength strength and training? I think they were, you know, strong, a real strong team and Coach Dernan did a great job. Uh the one thing that I wanted to do was bring that explosive side of it. Uh, you know, I wanted to bring more of an Olympic based program and where they were more strength based. And by that, you know, it's more of your deadlift type movements, uh, you know, squat movements that they were doing. Where I wanted to bring more power clean, more pulls, uh, things that move the bar fast. Because I think those are the movements that, you know, simulate what's going to be happening on the field the most. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, they, they did a great job before. But that was one main thing that I really wanted to bring was just having an explosive team. So, so have they progressed to your satisfaction to oh, this point? God. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, I think uh, I wrote on Twitter the other day we had 31 guys that Howard clean 275 or more in the spring, and then we just maxed this past week and we had 52. You know, so, uh, you know, the way that they responded and the way that they attacked the weight room, you know, uh, I think that's huge because I'm a big mentality guy. Uh, so, when we come in the weight room, I want them to leave every single thing that's going on around them outside, and that's their hour, hour and a half to where they can focus on themselves, focus on the team, and get better. And uh, they just dive in it. Uh, I try to make it a place to where they get to come to, not a place you got to go to. And, you know, we're going to have a good time. We're going to crank the music up. But, you know, I never want them to leave the weight room the same way that they came in. Coach Hall had mentioned that that Trey Lowe is the man to beat as far as the starting quarterback position. And several people have mentioned that they saw Trey Lowe down at the the Manning uh, quarterback camp, throwing camp, whatever. And they said the physical difference in Trey Lowe just from the spring to the fall has been remarkable, that this guy is a man. And you said it right. You know, he's a man in the weight room. He's a man the way he uh, goes about his business. Uh, you know, and I, I didn't notice until, you know, Coach Hall told me one of but Woodrow Lowe, you know, is his grandfather. So he's just got great uh, genetics, great lineage. But, you know, Trey Lowe is Trey Lowe because of who he is. He comes up in here. He's a, he's a leader. He's a guy that uh, you don't have to worry about getting Trey going. You know, every single day he's going to be the same guy. That consistency that he brings, that attitude, that mentality, you know, he is who he is because of the way he was raised and the way he goes about his business and the way he goes about his whole uh, day, you know. And uh couldn't say, you know, enough about him. That guy there, he's going he's gonna to do great just because he has no choice. Like, that's him. You know, he, he Trey, you know, I can sit here all day and we can spend a whole segment on Trey Lowe. Like, just a great kid, great guy. Uh, you know, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do this year. And a smart kid, Coach. He's already gotten his degree, we were told yesterday. Yeah, and, you know, just a little side note, you know, me and him, we play chess, and he's, you know, whoops my tail a lot of the time. So, <laughs> you know, uh, he, he's a guy that, you know, is kind of, uh, you know, 
on all spectrums. Like he's just a like kind of almost like that Dos Equis commercial. One of the most interesting men in the world. You know that's him. <laughs> now wait a minute. Did you say you you play chess with him? Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, we found out me, him, and Brad Dennis, you know, sometime on some downtime, we'll get up in my office and we'll play a little chess together. Now, now, Coach Ancar, no disrespect, but I don't normally associate guys with New Orleans as being really, really good chess players. Well, hey, I, I wouldn't say that I'm really good. Uh, you know. <laughs> now, I enjoy playing, but I, I'm for no means a Bobby Fisher in the game, believe me. You know, place kickers and punters have always had the reputation of being kind of out there, a little bit, a little bit weird. But strength and conditioning coach guys have the, that reputation of being human Red Bulls. Yeah, you know those yeah. drinks. I mean, high energy, high octane, in your face kind of guys. And I get that impression from you. Is it the is it the profession in general, or why do you guys have that reputation, coach? I think that's who we are. You know, I think the ones that you know portray that. Uh, that's who we are. Like, uh, the reason why I got into this profession is because, you know, uh, you get tired. Like, I, I'm a football guy, but I couldn't sit there and watch film all day. Obviously, I can, but golly, I got to get up. I got to go. So, uh, you know, I love the weight room, and now this gives me the perfect outlet to where I'm around football and, you know, I'm with the guys. I can get after it. And you still have a lot of player in you. You still have a lot of uh, – they keep you young. They, 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 we kind of feed off of each other. You know, but I think if you're not going to have passion, then you're in the wrong profession, you know, as far as strength and conditioning. You know, those guys have to, to love to come into the weight room. They can't be someplace where uh, they just, man, we got to go to the weight room because they didn't come here to lift weights. They came here to play ball, you know, but you know what the weight room can do for them. So if you're not, uh, if you don't have energy and passion about your job, then why should they? So, so, you, do, so you do have a little bit of adult ADD. <laughs> yeah, you know, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. You know, and, and as a kid, I took a lot of butt whoopings because of it. <laughs> hey, Coach, uh, meeting you a couple weeks ago was really one of the, the best afternoons I've had this summer. I really do appreciate the time you spent with me. And uh, I'm glad that you came on the show today. And, and I think we're all really glad that you're here at Southern Miss. And we look forward to watching you and all the guys this fall on the football field. Well, real quick, you know, I, I think you're doing uh, Hattiesburg a little injustice because if that was one of the best afternoons, then golly, <laughs> hey, you know. But, no, hey, the pleasure was all mine, and I'm telling you, it was it was awesome, and, uh, you know, look forward to doing it again, and I appreciate y'all having me on. All right, Coach, thanks a lot. Coach Lance and Carr, everybody, strength and conditioning coach and a high-energy guy, Kelly Sander. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Lance Ankar for joining us, who's strength and conditioning coach for the Golden Eagles. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, 895 Lunch, great sandwiches at night, wonderful staff, great TV, games always on the TV, pool, darts, all sorts of activities, and of course, good cold beer. 4th Street Bar and Grill, uh, right in the shadow of the rock. I'll tell you too, Kelly, uh, uh, one other thing about Lance Ankar. Uh, my wife and I have had the opportunity to meet he, his wife and their family. And uh, this guy's high energy. He could tear the wall down in this building and never get a deep breath. But he's a great family man. You can tell that by the way his kids are. 
uh, a great husband and and family guy. Got wonderfully nice kids, a great wife, very very friendly. This is the reason that uh, young people like this coming in. The reason everyone should be excited and behind this football program. Every single hire that Will Hall has made seem to be guys like that. Right, um, Brandon Lacy. You know, the, one of the defensive coaches, I coached his kid in youth baseball this year, his son. Very, very genuine, uh, laid back, uh, very much wants to be involved in the, in the community. Um, I saw Coach Kreiner last night, who's also on the defensive side of the ball. And, he can't, and I'm, I'm at, a, at a local eatery, and he comes up and says, Hey, Sandman, what's going on? I said, What's up, crying dog? And uh, <laughs> he says, Hey, uh, we start practice on, on the 4th. You going to come out to some practices? And I said, wait a minute. Practices are going to be open? Yeah. You want to come to practice? Just let me know. I'll, I'll let you stand out there, you know, with us. So just a complete, it's, transparent it, it is. guys that are really to have their – now, they want to win, make no mistake, but just really a friendly, down-to-earth staff. And with all due respect to the previous coaching staff, they were all nice men. This is just a different philosophy. Overall, they're younger. They're full of energy. Yes. And the openness of them, you know, their willingness to talk to us and to come on this and other sports talk shows is night and day, and it is a refreshing breath of air. But but don't you think kind of some of that comes from Jeremy McLean on down? Without question. You know, and I think probably when Jeremy McLean hires these people, that's probably, you know, I, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm just guessing that that would be one of the things, you know, on it's his the list. the way he is. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and there are some questions that, that Jeremy is, is, you can tell, a little bit annoyed getting, but he doesn't say don't ask him. No, he, he's made that clear to us. Yeah. That I, he, I'll, never, I'll never come on the show with, with telling you what you can't ask me and not. No, absolutely not. Let me tell you another one just like that is Jay Ladner. Yes. Uh, he's going to be on the show Monday. I, I communicated with him today, Kelly. Ten minutes later, he's back in touch with me. Of course I'll come on. The baseball t- program has always been like that. The women's basketball program. This is a new era of Southern Miss sports, in my view. The the track coach, John Stewart, that way. Coach Moe, the soccer coach. This is just a new era. And I think f- football, of course, is the lead sport. And I just hope everybody gets excited and supports this regime and this football team because I think really bright days are ahead of us. And there's an old adage in the sales game, regardless of what you're trying to sell, that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. And by the way that all these coaches have been out in the community speaking at at different uh, civic clubs and coming on this program and being very transparent – and, uh, and just downright friendly, you know, that can't help, I would think, but, but make new fans. As evidenced by the fact that at last report, over 1,700 new season ticket holders, are people who have never bought season tickets before, have purchased season tickets for football. And we've made it very clear on this program, no time has it been more important. Right. Because money is tight. And... Um, you know, you don't you don't want to risk anything going forward because we didn't back the team. So That's right, and you know, Kelly, I'm very optimistic. I, I, I'm not. I I don't think people should expect a miracle right out of the gate. I think this year may be a rebuilding year. You know, they got to they got to have time. 
But boy, I'm optimistic about this staff and where they're going to lead this program. And see, I'm a little more optimistic about the team than I think everybody else is. I mean, most people will say, you know, Patrick McGee, the professor, has said, oh, six and five would be a great year. But I don't, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility for seven and four or eight and three, even. You know, you get a, a few breaks here and there. And one of the reasons that I'm so optimistic, and, and we've talked about on this program all these watch lists that the conference is putting out, and we mentioned some of those lists to note how there are no Southern Miss guys. Yeah. So what does that tell you about the expectations? Right. Right? Lots of times when you go into battle, if they're ready for you, if they're anticipating a fight, they're going to be ready. Well, I think, I think this Golden Eagle team, a, a lot of people in the conference, a lot of other teams across the country are overlooking this team. And that's a great position to be in because then you get the element of surprise. And it all starts with the quarterback. And I've been talking for a long time about Trey Lowe. We talked about him in the last. I just I think he's going to be really good. I hope I'm not overselling him. I hope I'm not putting too much pressure on him. But if you don't have a good quarterback, it doesn't matter what else you have. Well, uh, Coach Ankar had the had the same praise for the kid the afternoon I spent with him that he did on the show. And and uh, if you don't need to know anything else about this kid, remember this: he already has his degree. He got his degree at West Virginia in three years. Three years into my college career, a degree was a fantasy. This kid played baseball and football at West Virginia, a two-sport athlete, and got his degree in three years, Kelly? Which would only lead me to ask him if I got Trey Lowe one-on-one. I'd say, dude, what are you doing wasting two good party years? Well, okay, look at it this way. Now, he, now he's got two good football years, and the pressure's kind of off him. Well, well like I said, to, uh, by the time he gets done, he could be Dr. Lowe, yeah. you know, have his master's and his doctorate by the Here's time he gets done here. Here's what's key to this season, though. The young man we're talking about, you got to keep him on his feet. you got to keep him healthy. you got to keep those big old defensive ends off his back. That's what Coach Ankar was just saying. You can't do us any good. If you're on the sidelines, right, you know, right. and and every time you see teams that have a bunch of injuries, you'll hear people say, "Well, something's not right with the strength and conditioning." But if if you're having that many injuries, there it's it goes deeper than just the athletic injuries that Coach Ankar was talking about. There's a deficiency somewhere else usually. Um, so look at and we we talked to Coach Ostrander the other day, the baseball team. He was talking about the same thing, wasn't he? How healthy the pitching staff was this year. They were, they were so and brought up the name of the strength coach and credited him. Yes, and it's and it, they were so healthy. In fact, it almost hurt the production of the pitching staff because the guys couldn't get enough work to stay sharp. Right. You know, which is right. an unusual situation to be in. And would you think though that that a guy like uh, Ankar has more of a complex job than say he was the strength coach for the Alabama baseball team? And the, those kids are fantastic athletes, but they're a different type of athlete. And they're all generally the same type, right? In, in the respective, you want them fast, you want them agile, you want them limber. Uh, football's different. As he just said, you know, some guys you want them bulked up, some guys you want them down. I, I would think that would be the most complex type of strength and conditioning coaching responsibility. It's all that kinesiology and physiology. you got the fast twitch muscles, the slow twitch, which I think my whole body is slow twitch. I think Uh, that's probably a pretty safe (laughs) bet, I guess. But, I mean, to know the the human body, I think those guys lots of times, um, in a sports realm, 
it would be a very difficult subject to be able to master. Right. Um, and the experience that you learn from, from other people in those different sports, because obviously you're not going to train a baseball player the same way you train you know, a tackle in, right. in football. Former so. Golden Eagle football player Collins Hess is on the show tomorrow, and Jay Ladner is going to be on the show Monday. And, Kelly, that's, a, that's another program here that you've got a fantastic, open, energetic coaching staff, and this is an important year for basketball. Well, part of what Jay Ladner is is natural, but the other part of it is who did he learn under? M.K. Turk. Right. Right. Who was one of the most engaging, right. colorful personalities. The most engaging. Yeah. And, and Jay Ladner learned from N.K. Turk, among other things, that, that basketball should be entertaining. Right. Right. And, and if, if you can win scoring 102 points as opposed to scoring 40, let's put up 102. Right. You know, let's put a Here's slam. Something that's so easy to overlook, too, because we always talk about football as the money sport. Indeed, it is. But, you know, basketball, and I learned this really from Al Holder. Basketball can be a money-generating machine for your university. Well, number one, you have U.S. players on scholarship, right? Right. So from the scholarship bills, not very big bills. It's not doesn't cost a lot to equip the team. I mean, shorts right. and a shirt, right? Right. right? Tennis shoes, a couple of basketballs. So from an expense standpoint, basketball is very inexpensive. Right. To and sport. can generate a lot of revenue if you're winning and, and drawing fans. Because it's all about how much are you bringing in as to how much you're spending. Well, you're never going to spend a whole lot in basketball, as we, as we were just talking about. So if you can get those crowds up and get them back to Reed Green Coliseum, it could be a, a big money generator. And far more games to generate gate at right. than there is in football. So. And, and, and post-game, you know, potential Correct. riches that come along with a post-game right. array right. of tournaments that you've got there. So. I think there are bright times ahead for Southern Miss Athletics. I believe all the coaches are in place that the university needs to really get to where we would like uh, everybody to be. Well, baseball had some big news that just uh, broke a couple of hours ago, Bob. We'll have that. A big uh, big signee that uh, that is headed Southern Miss's way. And we'll give you some more watch lists from Conference USA. And surprise, surprise, no Southern Miss players on the list. Clouds, clowns to the left of us, jokers to the right. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour, our final segment of the Eagle Hour, brought to you by D1 and D-Bat, the indoor training facility on Highway 98 or West Hardy Street, whatever you want to call it, in Hattiesburg. Under roof, they've got the... um, Facility where you can hit baseballs, softballs. They can throw curveballs, change up, so you can set the machines any way you want them. They've got that indoor training facility that you can run sprints. They'll tailor-make programs 
perfect for your sport to get you ready for the sport in the offseason. We're glad that they've partnered with us here on the Eagle Hour D1 and DBAT training facility in Hattiesburg. The Southern Miss baseball team, as we talk a little bit about a lot of things, got some good news this morning when Summerall High School baseball standout Cross Sively has announced he is going to sign a letter of intent with Southern Miss. Originally, he had committed to Jones College, but his high school baseball coach, Larry Knight, was a coach at Jones at that time. And at the end of this past season, uh, unexpectedly, Jones did not renew any of the baseball coaches' contracts. So Sively has been invited to join the Southern Miss team, and he will do so. The left-hander had 128 strikeouts last year, and again, pitches from the left side, led Summerall to a state championship round where they were beaten by West Lauderdale in the 4A classification at state. But Cross Sively is a three-year starter for Summerall and a great left-handed pitcher and Southern Miss announced and cross civilly announced that uh, he'll be headed to Southern Miss and begin school on August 23rd. The image and likeness likeness carousel continues to turn and uh, Frank Gore Jr. from Southern Miss is the latest recipient of a of an ambassador program contract with MVP Investments uh, teaching people money management and how to invest for the future retirements and and so on so frank gore jr will be wearing a lot of uh, mvp you know monogrammed clothes and things like that as he's as you see him walking around but interestingly bob this morning at the press conference they said that they were proud to partner with frank gore jr the running back from smu now how do you make a mistake like that well Mm -hmm. theoretically they're thinking southern mississippi university but wouldn't you think they would know who they just signed the deal with (laughs) well they got his name right they you know they just didn't but if you're just looking at frank gore jr smu you would think southern methodist right of course but but good for frank gore jr that uh, that he's going to start cashing in on on his name and and likeness some more watch lists are out from conference usa the danny warfel watch list these are guys who make significant contributions to the communities in which they live peter gable from charlotte on the list so is joshua moat from la tech reeves blankenship from la tech alex Millette from marshall jordan young from old dominion Colby Ragland from UAB, Lucas Dean from UTSA, Reed Blankenship from Middle Tennessee. Who would be the Southern Miss player, Kelly? Do we have the crickets sound effect? This is bulletin board stuff. You know that? It really is. Yeah. I mean, all of these watch lists, we put. it's like Southern Miss doesn't even exist. Right. And that's what I was, we were talking about in the last segment. It, nobody's given Southern Miss any love or respect. Right. And and it is great bulletin board material. And the fact that nobody's expecting these guys to do anything is a perfect time, is a perfect time right. to cash in on this. And it gets right. better, Bob. The Paul Horning Award, all right, running backs and receivers, whatnot. Jacob Adams from Louisiana Tech on that list. DeAndre Torrey from North Texas. Jermaine Brown Jr. from UAB. Jake Bailey from Rice. Frank Gore Jr. Crickets. <laughs> I mean, what what's going on here? And again, you mentioned yesterday they're just watch lists. A lot uh, of this is just for entertainment. But I mean, no well, Southern Miss hardly on on any of these lists. My guess is that'll be used for motivation and very effectively too. I would think, don't you? I, I just I I just can't. I mean. Now, again, there's not a lot of UTEP guys mm-hmm. on these lists, mm-hmm. but UTEP hasn't, you right, know, UTEP right. hasn't been real strong the past right. two or three years. Right. Neither have the Eagles as far as what they expect, but they haven't been so bad as to not get 
So they've been a 500 and, team, basically. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, some of the teams that haven't even been 500. And again, boy, UTSA just keeps racking up all these, you know, preseason. Not, they just they just love UTSA. Well, time will tell, won't it? Kelly yes, Center. indeed. Time and, will tell. And the Eagles will get a shot at the Roadrunners uh, this year. Correct. It's exciting to think about football starting it. You know, I, I just speaking for myself, I haven't been this excited since, uh, in all honesty, since uh, prior to Jay Ladner. I'm oh, not Jay Ladner, but Jay Hobson coming when uh, Munkin was here. You know, his his last couple of years got really exciting because you could see how things were turning around. I just have that sense again that we're going to see things really start to turn around. I thought you were going to say you hadn't been so excited since Truman pulled out the victory over Dewey. That was pretty damn exciting. (laughs) I went to bed that night thinking that the worst had happened. I was wonderfully surprised. Or that 1945, something like that. And I think Biden finished third in that race, didn't he? That was his first time running. That was his first time running. Him and Harold Stassen from Minnesota, remember? (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) He used to run run every year. That was his motto back then. Come on, man. Well, he couldn't come up with an answer, so that's that's just what he would would come up with. And he's not coming up with many today, Kelly, but that would be subject for another program. Colin Sess is going to be on the show tomorrow. He lives in Huntsville, and Will Hall's tour went through Huntsville last night so Collins took some notes as to what the coach had to say we'll get his reaction to the new head football coach's comments up on Huntsville among other things tomorrow on the Eagle Hour until then Southern Miss to the top into the future time keeps on slipping 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 into the future Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.